Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so stay a minimum of six feet away from others and stay home if you can. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to The Joel Mahalik Show. Good day, everybody, and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon, and welcome to quarantine day number blank, insert your number here. (laughs) Uh, I'm sitting across from the lovely Sharon. Hello, lovely Sharon. Hi, lovely Joel. Well, I'm not lovely Joel. Well, you're lovely to me. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. Um, Welcome, everybody, to the program. Um, We are available on the web. Let me get some of that from uh, to you uh, before we continue on www.jmtalk.net that's the website subscribe to the program listen live right there on the fly uh, we are on all major podcasting networks and uh, so we encourage you to subscribe and never ever 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 miss an episode that drops right they drop weekly yep um, also on Facebook at JM Talk sorry but if you drop them Who's going to pick them up? That's the podcatchers. <gasps> what? <laughs> All right. Go on. Facebook at JM Talk and Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. Uh, so um, I, I wanted to put out there real quick, if, if, if it pleases uh, the lovely Sharon. Okay. Uh, I, I, you know, I listen to I listened to all the shows. I listened to them the day after they drop. Okay. And, are they heavy? Yes, they are. And that's why I keep pulling muscles in my chest. Oh. But um, so I listen to them after they drop all the time. And uh, the last couple of shows, I noticed the audio um, was not of, of good quality. And so we're testing uh, a new audio s- input source today. Okay. So I'm hoping that it turns out good on the other side. I, you know, I sit there and I put these things together and it didn't ring to me until I was listening to it. On a device, which is typically where a lot of people listen to the show. Correct. And it absolutely sounded horrible. And I and I, I can't figure out why, but I think what it is is I think we had a hardware problem in the computer. And so now we have an external source we're trying out. Oh, you should call an IT guy. I should. I should. I did call an IT guy, but he's only working 50% at 50% salary. So. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, yeah, okay. so he's going to get back to me as soon as he can order the part and afford it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, anyway, so we're testing a new thing. I hope it sounds better. Maybe you didn't notice. I mean, you know, we, no one's emailed or called in or texted or anything. We get the same compliments every week. Thank you very much. But no one's called in and said, hey, you guys sounded like crap last week. <laughs> they don't want to hurt our feelings. It's either that or we are of such a high caliber of entertainment, Sharon, that it doesn't matter. I'm petting my doggy. I see that. So, um, so <laughs> she I think doesn't like it. So I think that's what. Yeah, I know she's sitting on my feet now. Excuse me, <laughs> alarm system, get up. Right. <laughs> Holy moly! 
Wow. She's been needy since this because since this partial shutdown. Well, I'm home more often than I'm usually. Right. Uh, partial this furlough. Um, so she's been different, and I think it's because the the exposure, the more yeah, exposure she's yeah, getting. she's confused. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. She told me this morning. <laughs> she said, "Mommy, I'm very confused." Wow. So welcome everybody. It is the podcast, <laughs> and uh, you know we're uh, there's not much else to talk about. We've tried. We we're searching high and low and for something other than yeah I mean the coronavirus basically like later on the program when I do the uh, honor thy heroes and the wombat of the week they're both it has to do with coronavirus yeah yeah you know I mean, and it, it, it's true but that's what's the most prevalent in everybody's mind I know around the globe I know so I mean. You kind of have to talk about it. So while you're drinking, <laughs> we don't want dead airspace. <laughs> um, it, it, right, that, it, and that's why it's important to not watch the news so much because you can't go on Facebook or Twitter and not be faced with, you know, right, right. And we could, and and you, please don't rely on your news source from Facebook, Facebook and YouTube and, and YouTube. Now Twitter. Twitter usually is all actual news from actual news sites. But the thing is, I was just getting ready to say, um, it's it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because on, on Facebook or YouTube, you get a lot of conspiracy news, right. a lot of BS news, a lot of news that isn't actually factual, bait and switch kind of stuff. Right. You go to Twitter and it's all politicians fighting with each other in the news. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Come on now. I, right? So <laughs> it's it's crazy because we all are involved in a pandemic. Right. Okay. And right now, I'll be honest, I'm not thinking about I'm not thinking about my politicians. You're not? I'm not. <laughs> I'm thinking about my family's safety. I know, I know. My family's health. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm just saying hey, right, right now, I don't I don't need to hear nor want to hear what politicians have to say. And see, and you mentioned a really important thing because the, the hashtag alone together is exactly what we are. Right. I mean, we're like you and I, let, let, let's, let's bring it home. We are literally watching our grandchildren grow up on a camera. Right. You know, because, because of social distancing. I mean, they're right. they're they're. Asking and I got to tell you, right now my level of terror of just me or our family getting sick is I want to do whatever they're suggesting. And they're strongly suggesting. And by the way, next week is Easter. This is Holy Week we're going into for a lot of religions. And they're suggesting now, at least in Delaware, that – and Delaware bases a lot of what it does, by the way, folks, on Maryland, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey – Correct. Because they all surround us, and the governors all want to kind of create a regional discipline. So they right. talk every day. And so the latest thing now, which I just told you about yesterday, and we have to work this out, because I, th- I do think it's a great idea, virtual Easter dinner with your family. I th- yeah, I think it's an awesome idea. So I'm going to set up some software. I mean, it's a shame, yes, that we have to it do this. It is a shame. But at least we're able to do it. Yeah, yeah. I'll set up some software that might be of better quality than Facebook, uh, right. Facebook Messenger video or or FaceTime, and uh, right. I'm going to make sure the kids all get the mobile app at least. 
Oh my know? gosh, and I just had a thought too. What's that? Um, so we don't have to have two separate dinners, right? Right. I cook one meal, drop it off to the kids. The kids can have the same meal. Right. And we're virtual, you know, we're sitting there virtually eating the same meal. Right. Together. Or, uh, right, I, and, and, I, and, I, and I get that. I, I do. I mean, since, <laughs> since, right. we're, since we're just going to plan our Easter out <laughs> on, on the <laughs> on radio, the radio. <laughs> we, you really have to, con- you have to contact Renee because Easter usually is her dinner. So maybe we combine and make one meal together and get the, uh, you well, know what I mean? Yeah. Distribution but and everything. But the idea is. I was is, using that as the example, yeah. you yeah. know, of how we would do it. Yeah. Oh. So it, it is amazing to me as a technology professional. Uh, how technology has really boomed, has like kicked its way in right. with this pandemic. I mean, it is essentially has kicked the door down and said, here I am. Exactly. Now, um, as far as, uh, and one last thing on today's show will have something to do with that too. Even one last thing will be a warning for people using technology right. during the pandemic. Exactly. But, all the meetings that are going on, video meetings, mm-hmm. uh, telework, um, yep. uh, uh, what else? Okay, virtual dinners with family. Yeah. May, just seeing a family. I mean, I try to call. I mean, our, our one daughter and her family are literally in the same development and down the street right. from us. And we right. try to make a call, video call once a week. Right. Other than just texting back and forth and whatnot. And our other daughter lives in, in Chicago. Chicago. And today we had like a two-hour video call with her. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. And that was real nice, you know. Right. And we I know- just, we didn't necessarily have to have a full-on conversation. We kind of just lived, you know, do what we were normally doing. Right. And each of us were just video, you yep. know, talking yeah, and that's right. Just doing our thing. Yeah. So that's the world we live in these days. It is the world. That's what we're doing, and um, and you know, fortunately for us, you know, I know a lot of people out there are starting to go stir crazy. Although you can leave your house, you can go to some parks and walk around and walk no, your dog and get mm-mm. some exercise. Some parks. parks are closed. Some parks, like state parks here in Delaware, are closed. Right. County parks aren't closed yet, but like basketball courts and playground areas have been fenced out right you can still go use walking trails and stuff like that you you know they, they want to promote that you go i thought exercise. they closed that walking trail no. on 896 no no i thought that was closed but that part of this quarantine shutdown whatever you want to call it doesn't really affect you and i because right we don't get out much anyway yeah you sure. know so you know i did as i said to my daughter earlier i said this pandemic is a hermit's dream yes it is it is it's made it's made a hermit out of everybody (laughs) (laughs) and some hermit crabs (laughs) (laughs) so um that's true (laughs) um anyway yeah so it's just the the whole podcast is going to turn into we're going to be talking about this because, like you said, it, it, it's it's the center focus right now. Mm-hmm. What else is going on? There are things that are going on, and, yeah. and one of the things that um, uh, that I wanted to mention 
uh, I see a lot mentioned, and so I want to pass it on, is have you ever thought about <clears throat> concentrating on the amount of people that recover from this instead of concentrating on the amount of people that die? I mean, listen, yeah, I'm I not mean- taking any, listen, prayers, thoughts, prayers, you know, my heart goes out to everybody Every who has been affected right. yeah. by having a family member succumb to this. Right. Um, at the same time, I, I, I would like to remind everybody that the, the, the news media, unfortunately, in the last four decades has changed from delivering news to, to advertise, uh, trying to get advertising dollars right. and spread panic. It, uh, you know, and exactly. I don't care what network you are, if you lean right, lean left, uh, there's very few news agencies anymore that will just report. All of them have an agenda. So right now, the big number you see is cases, deaths. Exactly. You know, nobody talks about the number of people that are recovering. Exactly. Nobody talks about what the death rate actually is versus the people recovering. Exactly. You know, it's an extremely small percentage. And so maybe one option would be to stop watching so much news. Right. You know, maybe get something done around the house. This is a great time if you have the time to paint rooms or whatever. Right. But if you're going to do look at the news, constructive. yeah, exactly. If you're going to do, if you're going to watch the news, try to watch some news that's actually delivering straight facts, or at least all the facts, right? And uh, you know, like I like I I watch, and I, I think I said this last week. I watched the president's briefings because I want to see um, Dr. Burks and Dr. Falsey and all the the and the task force talk. I'm not necessarily looking to hear you know, um, President Trump talk, but the experts. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I appreciate out of that is because they're giving me all the information. Right. You know, they're not putting up charts saying this many people died. I mean, they're putting up charts and they're saying, and they explain the charts. They explain the realism of the fact that we we make forecasts out of what we know. Right. Exactly. You know? And, um and so they explain all that, and you get a really good scientific look, and you sort of see where we are with the, the curve, they call it. So, I mean, just try to get all the information. Um, and definitely, uh, I know I, we're, we're beating this dead horse, not Facebook, not YouTube. Right. They're not reliable sources for delivering news. Okay. And most importantly, if you are sick, stay home. Yeah. I was going to get to that, too. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe no one else segment, wants to get sick. Right. So stay home. Yeah, definitely stay home. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I lost my original train of thought now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I mean, you I know I was talking about, about facts news. and figures. Oh, so last week I posted the Wombat of the Week. Okay. Which, if I remember correctly... No, it wasn't the Wombat of the Week, actually. I don't think. The lady who um, licked the grocery. We did that in the main part of the... No, we did that. Yeah. We did it in the main part, I think. So I wanted to post that story, right? Right. And I did. And I copied the news link and pasted it into my message on Facebook. Okay. And when I got everything ready to go, you know when I hit post? Yeah. In like less than the amount of time it takes for the post the go i got stopped saying that the link violated the community terms of service on facebook so to post a story from an actual news media outlet right 
without no review and a split half of a second. You can't do it. Told me that I violated the terms of service by by even trying to post a link to a news agency news story. Yet, people that have crazy thoughts in their minds. Conspiracy theories. No, about doing something horrific like shooting up a school, shooting up a mall. They get to put their manifestos up. And, you know, everything is honky-dory. However, if you try to post a news story on Facebook, you get knocked down. Yeah. Yeah, I was really... Surprised by that? I didn't know. Yeah, it's crazy. I eventually got it to go. What I had to do was, is I had to go. The story was all over the place, so it didn't. So it didn't matter where I got it from. But right. I, you know me, I only use trustworthy links. Exactly. I don't go to conspiracy theory websites to get my news, even if it was a real news story, because right. it will be spun, and I just want the facts. Right. So I just had to go to a different news source so now that tells me that maybe it wasn't a because it was a link to a news agency maybe it was a link to a news agency that facebook doesn't like because remember Ah. facebook is a private company and they can tell us what to do and you know it's funny how people people will complain about facebook banning their stuff and they go oh what happened to freedom of speech Okay, there is freedom of speech, right. but that is a private company. They're unless, giving you access for free. They are they unless hold unless what they don't like what you're saying, right? And if you they know, don't, it doesn't have to be a news story. If they don't like what you're saying, period, they can say no. And that's with any conglomerate, right? You can go out in the street and you can protest President Trump, right? Protest the flag, do whatever you want. Your rights are protected there. Yeah, but you know the I mean? minute you try and put it on any kind of... But if you're using a system from any conglomerate company, media company, whatever, right. you're bound to their rules. It's true. It's. I mean, it's. I'm it's, not saying it's right, but it's, no. it's certainly not wrong either. But exactly. I, I was a little flabbergasted, though, when I got... Uh, oh, I know you were. Yeah. Because <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> I got story blocked before I even got the story posted. <laughs> right? Like, Usually you post it and then you get a warning later on saying, we took your post yeah, down because right? it violated community standards. So anyway, all right. So we're going to uh, take a quick break and um, wet our whistles in our throats. And we will be back right after this quick message. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WON, The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. So I use my computer every day. Not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and run the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com.
Welcome back, folks, to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Thanks for hanging out with us. And um, are you are you itchy? I am. <laughs> Would you like a back scratcher and a shoulder scratcher and an arm scratcher? Yeah, something. You know, I'm thinking that you're always having to scratch Molly's back because before she started getting the allergy shots, yeah. she was always so itchy, and she'd yeah. jump up there, and you were and you used to say your fingers were getting like raw. Yeah, they all, would. Like she should pay. She should pay it back. Up and she should. She should get up, get up here. She should get up on the chair and scratch your back for you. Just yeah. get up on her hind legs and you know just scratch your right. back. I agree. You pay it back, Molly. Right. And of course, she's sitting there like she's oblivious and sleeping, doesn't know anything exactly. at all. Exactly. Just as she always does. Just as she always does. <laughs> okay, so um, all right, so welcome back, and um, yeah, welcome back. We, you know, we we're talking during the quick break, and uh, it's just amazing because <clears throat> when we try to talk about news and then yeah, other things, other things right. non-news, right? And we try to keep it light and we try to keep it entertaining, exactly. And but. The long and short of it is, is it is it's derived from what's going on. Yeah, and so we really struggled looking for non-COVID material for this program. Everything, everything. Well, because it's such a a massive issue that's global. Right, like for instance, we're going. I, I said, I know what we'll do. We'll talk about these brat kids around here. I know, right? You know, and uh, because, and it turned out it was just another COVID nineteen type of story. Right. We have these. Uh, we have gangs of teen thugs in our development. Okay, he calls them teen thugs, but these teens are not thugs. <clears throat> They're not. No. What would you call them? Teens that get together and hang out. Okay, so we have these teens that get together and hang out, <laughs> and they shouldn't because they're not practicing social distancing, which is another thing Correct. we have to bring up. So, like many places, I'm sure all over the nation, right? Uh, they're fencing up parks. They're they're trying to stop. They're trying to take away, and they're not taking away your rights, people, but they're trying to take away things that would uh, entice or in- invite. A group of 10 or more. Right. So uh, at our basketball courts here in our development, they took down the baskets, which are doing all over the county, at least, if not. Yeah, exactly. So within, I mean, less than 24 hours after they did that, suddenly now one of the backboards has been totally torn down and destroyed, and the other one is severely bent. I mean, you know. Okay, so these... Are you uh, lovely children? You're going to mount the defense for them? <laughs> yes, I am. Excuse me for clearing my throat, by the way. Uh, these lovely children have, um, they might have been a little upset at first, okay, when they saw that the rims were no longer there. However, then they, you know, mended their ways did they mend their ways they mended their ways because then they didn't completely break off the second backboard they just bent it down <sighs> okay all right okay so yeah that way i mean i'm not buying know, it but okay hey, kids will be kids <laughs> okay people out there that know me know i do not mean what i just said <laughs> uh, but <laughs> the fact that they're still out and about and hanging together 
and not practicing right. the social it, distancing. Exactly. That's what really troubles me about this because <clears throat> the thing is they don't get the severity. You have to excuse of it. me too for clearing my throat. Since yeah. you since you apologize, I want to apologize too. Okay. I've been talking for like three days straight. Well then shut up. What? <laughs> so <laughs> this thing with the social distancing, okay, uh here's the thing. Viruses don't move around on their own. They don't. They don't like put their suitcase together and go from house to house, hotel to hotel. You know what I mean? They don't move by themselves. People move viruses, and that's right. why they. So that's why they say community spread. Everybody, the virus moves through community spread. What does that mean? People move the virus, and so when they say that they don't want you to go anywhere if you don't need to, and practice social distancing when you do, so that means don't roam the streets, don't go down to the store to buy a candy bar. You know what I mean? Don't just be out to be out. Buying a pack of Doritos. Yeah, uh, exactly. At a CBS right. Yes. In Chicago. In Chicago. <laughs> so. And possibly getting my daughter sick. Right. <laughs> the virus needs people to move. So if people will stop moving and do what they're told to do, then the virus dies. If it can't move around, it dies. And the thing is, that's what they're asking us to do. They're, now, they're not trying to take away our rights. The, the, now, when you're speaking, when you're talking about this, mm-hmm. are you referring to the children? I'm referring to everybody. I mean, unless you're a central employee. Okay. But, so you're you're telling the children, and by children, we're talking 15, 16, 17 years old. Um, you're telling children that they shouldn't congregate. Children won't do it if they if their parents not no i know what you're gonna say and you're right i was starting to form the same thing you're saying the parents have to take have some to responsibility have to set the mood in the house right okay i'm not saying that parents will say stay in the house and the kids will listen right because let's face it they won't but on, on a larger scale like what i'm talking about like uh in new jersey uh, news, uh, news out of New Jersey where they had to break up a huge, uh, what they called pop up wedding. Yeah. Because you know, people are holding their events, trying to hold them in private. They broke up another party with 130 people plus a DJ packed in a 550 square foot apartment. Wow. Yeah, these are the kinds of things that they're they're trying to convey. Right. And you know, like, I don't know how much simpler I can put it. Uh, you know, if you do what they say, we will get through. The longer you don't, the, the longer, longer it's going to take. take the 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 for the virus for the for the for the lockdowns to stop. Right for the governments to say, "Hey, we're over that hump." Right. Okay, so now maybe we can ease the restrictions a little bit. And the only and the longer it takes the government to ease the restriction, the matter. I get because I can't go to my camp. So just saying the, I mean, the only other blunt way that I can put it. And I, and I said this the other day on my personal Facebook is with this whole moving thing is it, you either do what they say. All right. I know a lot. And I know a lot of the older people that want to keep gathering because they don't want to listen to the gun. You can't tell me what to do. I mean, I know people like this. I know. So do I. You don't listen. I know someone that says that this whole thing is a hoax. Right. Okay. Well, there is no such thing. 
Okay. Well, after after the segment, we'll talk about the notification I just got. Okay. And then And then you can tell your friend about that. Okay. So, to put it blunt, if you don't follow the guidelines, because they're just trying to save lives, then... Um, then you can die. And people you love can die. People you know can die. Oh. <laughs> oh that is the television. Sharon will address the television issue, which just popped on. Right. So that I, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. And it drives me crazy because, like Sharon says, we would like to get to our campsite this summer. Okay? And the problem is, is even though uh, most states, the lockdown right now is approximately May 15th, okay? Every day they're crunching numbers and looking at numbers and they have to make new decisions. Everything that they've put some sort of timeline on, schools, for example, everything has been in, kept getting pushed down the road, pushed down the road. Right. And so if you don't just do what the F you need to do, then we're going to be in this for the long haul. And it's not going to be that the government wants to make us angry and do this. It's saving lives. Exactly. Saving lives. So friggin' do it. Exactly. Uh, as I said, I want to go to my camper, people. Stay in the house. Right. So I can go. <laughs> Okay, so later on on the program, you're going to find out how um, a professional football team has really kicked it up for uh, during this pandemic because there's a lot of these kinds of things going on. Yeah. Um, and uh, another story that we have that we uh, wanted to bring up is, um, according to uh, New York Governor Andrew, is it Cuomo? Cuomo? Cuomo. It is Cuomo? Cuomo. Um, well, anyway, he announced uh, this past Saturday that China is facilitating the shipment of 1,000 ventilators to New York State. Um, and uh, this falls into um, this falls into the category of where uh, President Trump during one of, his, one of his pressers when he was asked about um, will, will you do a national shutdown or you can make you know, national this, national that. And what they're trying to do with this pandemic is they're trying to go, okay, we have local authorities you know, mm-hmm. um, the, he really wants the governors to, do, to take care of the on-the-ground decisions for their state, right? Um, which is is good. So you have the governors doing it, localities making sure that's enforced, the national lever, le- level supporting the operations. Exactly. So it's like, it's like an everybody's involved kind of thing. So this is why you'll hear this and other stories about governors that are stepping up and taking charge of certain things because he said a couple of days ago in a press conference he said that he has told all the governors <clears throat> you know we're working as hard as we can to find PPE if you have channels you have connections have at it do whatever you need to do right and so there's there was some negotiation and China's going to send a thousand ventilators now you know ventilators are very much needed for the most severe cases right where it exactly. affects the lungs um so um not only that but <clears throat> Oregon, Oregon, Oregon was also sending 140 ventilators to New York. So um, that's the kind of things that are going are gonna to help. Right, exactly. You know, plus, you got two major manuf- auto manufacturers in the United States that have stopped making cars and they're all making ventilators. Now, you can't make a ventilator an hour. It's a process. Right, exactly. But what you have here is you have auto manufacturers going, look, we got the material. 
you know, I guess somebody gets in the plans. They got all this machinery. Let's make ventilators. Right. There have been other pockets of people, of other stories, pockets of people, one or two different distinct stories I saw where people have are coming up with ways to turn one ventilator into multi-usage. I saw a plumber, I forget what state, a plumber, used copper, did, got some solder, some copper, an idea in his head, and he turned one ventilator and made nine channels in it so it could work for nine different patients you oh, know wow. so these are the kinds of creative oh, things that's awesome. yeah so i mean there is good news going on out there right like we said earlier yeah people are recovering and now absolutely you know sure we're a little deeper in we're in that two-week stretch where they're expecting a lot more cases probably a lot more mortality but we're also seeing since we're this far into the pandemic we're seeing people getting creative with how they can help right and how they can help themselves right? by uh, making their own masks, okay? Oh, that's another huge thing this uh, week, right? There's yeah. videos upon videos on how to make your own masks. Right, yeah, absolutely. Um, how to turn a, a bandana into a mask. Yeah, bras, and, bandanas, right? underwear. And look, people, don't laugh. I have heard of bras being used as a ventilator. They're perfect. I mean, I'm sorry, it's a mask. Because the idea is that, you know, one of the things that is striking this all this popularity about the different ways to make masks is, what they're saying is, look, the the ones with the, the ventilators in them, the N95s, they need that stuff for the medical medical professionals. They do. Yes. And so they're saying, you know, they're still saying that this is not a case where we need to wear masks out and about unless someone coughs directly on you. But what they're saying is there's no harm in doing it. So I actually watched a video today where this lady took, she had a whole pile of these leggings. I forget what they're called. It starts with an L, something, L something, leggings. And she was cutting the bottoms off and she was making the design, uh, you know, a very rough design, a mask where she was cutting the bottom off and then she would cut it in a little bit and make, I have to show you the video, but basically, so the sides were then one layer cut off the backside Okay, and then put a little hole in each. And then when she picked it up and put it over her mouth and stretched it, that little hole she made got bigger and went right around the ears. Very similar to the mask that you're wearing currently. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was a neat idea. So whatever that material is, it gives, but it's pretty, you know. And it was real simple. It took her like a minute to make these with a pair of scissors and just cutting the bottoms of the leggings off. Now, um, I went out um, to the store earlier and had my mask on and um so did everybody else there were a lot of people out there wearing their masks right where and you you should have seen the different kinds of masks yeah i saw a bandana mask i saw somebody just put a bandana like a burglar around his face that works right you know what as I long mean? as you're covering your nose and as your long mouth. as you're covering your nose and your mouth gloves on Everybody. I mean, it was amazing. I didn't feel stupid wearing a mask in the store. Right. Well, I think they said that we may reach a point here soon where masks, if you leave your house or work, or maybe even at work, might become... um, A necessity. A necessity, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I don't want to say they're going to force you, but I I think it's going to become recommended that you wear a mask when you leave your house. Yeah. You know? Well, let me tell you, I'm wearing a mask when I leave the house. 
And what's interesting about that, real quick before we have to go to break, what's interesting about that is um, I was watching Dr. Oz, a video clip with Dr. Oz, and he said that, you know, um, people were starting to make them out of whatever material, and it's like a fashion statement. He said, you go to some countries in Asia, he said, and they wear masks all day when they leave their house. He said it's commonplace to see them with masks because on. Because the because, um, fog, the smog is so And a lot of other things, too. Right. So he said that's why it you know it's taken a little slower for people to realize that but he but he also agreed that we may reach a point where you know you come out of the house you should probably have a mask on and um and he said that it just hasn't been adopted as a um as a like a fashion not a, like a fashion statement but right. but what you're describing that you saw today is it is becoming people are doing it with almost any material they can yeah absolutely and boom now you yeah. know it's not that it's a fashion statement but no but it's a necessity right to make people feel better in their minds yeah absolutely well by it the makes time me feel better in my mind right and when you do the bandana thing you're putting so much material over top of each other yeah. going against your mouth that you have all these multiple layers right so yes it, 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 it does cut down a risk does no harm right you know what i mean right they say you don't need them but they also what is the harm if you make exactly. your own mask and wear it what's harm you're only protecting yourself even that much more exactly so yeah so yeah so yeah, uh, great stuff coming out of China with the ventilators. You know, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, d- d- you know, if, if you don't, they could have kept COVID nineteen, but we won't go there. <laughs> right, and contrary to conspiracy theories, um, we actually did dump. Uh, we, we airlifted a lot of PPE to China when when we did find out about it. Okay, so obviously, yeah, they weren't you know forthcoming on when, but when we did know about it and before it was affecting us, like it is. Um, the Trump administration did airlift tons of equipment over to them. So but now we need it. I, well, so that's why they're sending it back. Right. Well, there's well, hopefully disease free. <laughs> Who made the mask you're wearing today? Um, me. <laughs> me, and that's it. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take our final break. Sharon's leaving. She's going to run to the market with her mask on. Bye. So well, you, know, you have to wait for oh, it. Oh, damn. Say goodbye, Sharon. Goodbye, Sharon. <laughs> All right, folks. Wombat of the Week and Honor Thy Heroes. And if time permits, we're going to get to one last thing. All coming up after this. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back, everybody, to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Thank you for sticking around with me on this journey into the third part or the final stretch or however you'd like to word it. That's where we're at right now. Uh, the lovely Sharon has taken leave, uh, carefully uh, made, is making a market run. 
So, and careful meaning she's got her face mask and her gloves and everything like that. And you got to do those things. We have to be safe during this pandemic. So, um, so yes. Yeah, so thanks for hanging out. Uh, during this segment, we're going to accomplish a couple things. And yes, like we said earlier in the program, it's all COVID-19 geared. Because, <laughs> you know, there are other things happening, as we mentioned in the last segment. We did, we did, but it was still COVID, right? We gave you some, some other news. It's still COVID. It's hard to find things that are non-COVID. And that goes for this segment. This segment, we're going to do Wombat of the Week. This segment, we are going to do Honor Thy Heroes. And this segment, uh, time permits, we're going to do one last thing. And so, yes, that is the lineup for this segment of the show, this third part. So, now, if you're new to the show, or if you're always around the show and you've forgotten, you can get involved in Wombat of the Week. And to do so, you just need to send your news story of stupid people doing stupid things to us by email or PM, DM, whatever you want to do. The email address is joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. That's joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. You can also send it to us on Facebook at JM Talk or on Twitter at JM Talk Radio. And uh, it just needs to be, uh, uh, you know, a, a story that made the news of some idiot or stupid person doing idiotic or stupid things. That's how we get our wombats of the week. And I did say, I did say, right? Yes, I did. Yes, you did. See, I agree with, I agree with myself. So that's good. I did say that all of this was still COVID nineteen related, and so we want to talk about, uh, as you know, the hospital ship. USNS Comfort is docked in New York, assisting with non-COVID patients. And as you know, the USNS Mercy Hospital ship is docked in Los Angeles, helping non-COVID patients there to help relieve the hospitals. So, a couple of days ago, an engineer deliberately ran a train off the tracks at high speed near the port of Los Angeles in an attempt to crash into the USNS Mercy Hospital ship. Yes, the Pacific Harbor Line train derailed Tuesday, running through the end of the track and crashing through barriers, finally coming to rest about 250 yards from the docked naval ship. Uh, So federal prosecutors allege that train engineer Eduardo Moreno, age 44, from San Pedro, intended to hit the ship, saying that he thought it was suspicious and did not believe the ship is what they say it is there for see this is this is thanks to conspiracy theories this is thanks to disinformation news okay people are watching these videos or looking at these news stories that that take facts oh the mercy ship is here and instead of telling you what its real mission is now we're going to give you the conspiracy end of it. And they sell it off on the internet on a blog or a website making it look like news. And so, not, and so now look what happened here. Somebody watched this or read this fake stuff, got the same idea in his head that conspiracy theorists have, and decided to take one of the train engines on a high-speed joyride. Okay. 
The da- his intent was to damage the ship. The train crashed into a concrete barrier at the end of the track, smashed through a steel barrier and a chain-link fence, slid through one parking lot, and then a second lot filled with gravel and hit a second chain-link fence before coming to rest after passing under a ramp leading to the Vincent Thompson Vincent Thomas Bridge. So, luckily... Fortunately for this wombat, no one was injured in the derailment. So that's the fortunate part. Unfortunately, the train did leak fuel that was, and that required a hazmat response. So you've taken people, first responders, from possibly, uh, you know, important stuff they could be using their time for or being on standby for, and now they have to clean up a, a, a hazardous material response for you and that's just really idiotic and so this is uh this is very very much um this is very much the wombat of the week so um you have to so, uh, Moreno, his name is Moreno, right? Yes. So, he is the Wombat of the Week. You cannot believe these conspiracy theories. You cannot believe these stories out there. You just can't. Okay? You have to get your news from reliable sources. And for this whole incident, Eduardo Moreno is the Wombat of the Week. So enjoy wearing that crown. So another thing that we do around here, folks, is uh, we like to honor everyday heroes. Now, just like we scan the news and we ask you to submit news of stupid people doing stupid things, we also like to get uh, news and news stories submitted. We scan looking for everyday heroes, people that just go out of their way to do extraordinary things. And this week is no different because as you go through the news or you're watching the news or you're reading the news and you're seeing all the negativity about COVID-19, there are some really great things going on too. You know, there's a lot of people who are going that extra mile and, you know, as long as this pandemic lasts, I could probably, probably do Honor Thy Heroes having to do with people that are doing exceptional things during this pandemic because they are. So, uh, what I want to talk about for Honor Thy Heroes this week, uh, and it actually has to do with sports, too. So, uh, and I even posted on Facebook when I posted the story, and um, and I said the same thing there that I'm going to say here, is uh, you have to put your hatred and your rivalries aside in football. And you know, there's... There's a lot of uh, rivalries in football, um, and I think even though, like, I mean, I'm an Eagles fan, Philadelphia Eagles, and we have a major rivalry with Dallas, and everybody, most people that know us know that the lovely Sharon is, for some reason or another, a Dallas Cowboys fan, but in my mind, like, the team that I dislike more than the Dallas Cowboys is is the New England Patriots, okay? But we have to put all that aside right now. 
And we have to put that all aside right now because there's a fascinating story involving the New England Patriots that I want to that I want to talk about this week. Okay, and that is where'd my story go? Okay, there it is. <laughs> so um, a story came out in the Wall Street Journal about the New England Patriots team uh, using their plane their team plane to transport 1.2 million N95 masks from Shenzhen, China to the United States. Okay? Uh, so let me tell you about this. The transfer of masks was facilitated by Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker. Now, you, if you listen to the president's presser the other night, uh, earlier this week, he did say that he's advising the uh, all the governors to whatever... Whatever tricks they can pull out, whatever they can do to get supplies while the national task team is also working on it. Hey, if there's anything you guys can do, you guys or gals, hit it. So Governor Charlie Baker, okay, facilitated this transfer. And after some global negotiations, he reached out to uh, the New England Patriots organization and President Jonathan Kraft to provide some assistance to bring the masks into the United States. So they got through all the red tape. Considering COVID nineteen, you know it's a global pandemic. Pandemic, so they got through all the red tape and got everything done very rapidly. The Patriots plane had to be tweaked for international travel, and upon arrival in China, no one was allowed to leave the plane because if they did, then when they re-entered the United States, they would have had to self quarantine for fourteen days. So they went. So they retrofitted the plane. Got through the red tape of the pandemic going around globally to be able to do this, okay? Made sure that they did it safely in a way where they did not leave the plane. Everything was done in a very safe manner, okay? And they got the masks back here to the the United States. Now, the order that was placed was for 1.7 million N95 masks, but they can only fit 1.2 million of them on the plane. So... The remaining masks will be delivered in another shipment. But let me go back to that, because I did say the order was officially for 1.7 million and that 1.2 came back. The New England Patriots paid $2 million to buy these masks. Okay? So they purchased these masks, got through the red tape to go get them, retrofitted a plane to go get them with. And upon arrival back here in the States in Boston on Thursday, okay, 300,000 of the masks were immediately put on a truck, a New England Patriots rig, and with state police from four different states escorting that truck, got 300,000 masks into the New York State area where they were needed the most. So... Imagine all that. So for a stitch in time, for the moment, we remove any negative thought we have about the Patriots. Because this, this is not the time to have a Patriots rivalry. This is a time to honor the New York England Patriots. The New York England. The New York England. What did I just say? Oh, my God. The New, the New England Patriots. We honor them this week. We honor them as heroes for purchasing, facilitating, 
Cost to retrofit a plane. Cost to get through all the red tape. Cost in fuel and staff to do it. Bring them back. The cost to load up 300,000 of them onto a rig. The cost to staff and escort and the fuel and the rig to take those 300,000 to New York. I mean, that is the definition. That is a great example slash definition of what we look for in everyday heroes. These are the kinds of stories that are happening during this COVID pandemic. And this is one of the greatest stories to come out. But they are out there. You have to look for them. You have to make sure that you're not blinded by all the negativity and make sure you get a chance to smell the roses in this whole global mess. And this week, can't believe I'm saying this, I'm just kidding. This week, on the Joel Mahalik Show, featuring the lovely Sharon, which hails out of the greater Philadelphia area, we are honoring the New England Patriots organization as heroes this week. And, as I always say, it's no different. We thank you for your service that you provided to the communities. Because, obviously, the rest of the masks will be distributed to the areas that need them the most. This is unprecedented. This amount of masks. And unprecedented the amount of money that the craft organization put out to do this. So that entire organization, we honor you as heroes this week on the program. And thank you very, very much. So folks, get those stories in on of uh, uh, your heroes, everyday heroes. Send the news link story to us at Radio at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook at JM Talk and drop it there. Uh, either way will suffice. Uh, that's leaving us a little bit of time for one last thing. So we'll move right into it again. This COVID-19 pandemic uh, is... Um, it's crazy, right? I mean, it's it's absolutely bonkers. It's crazy. And as we said earlier in, in the podcast, it's opened up a lot of doors to, for technology. Technology is flourishing. But uh, if you follow me on Facebook, then you know that we're constantly alerting you to scams. And it's no different. The scams are out there. These malicious actors are working twice and three times as hard to take your money. The other thing you have to watch out for are uh, flaws. Now, I used to do a show called Tech Rescue, and in fact, my producer is begging me to come back with it. Uh, so that remains to be seen. But um, one of the things, as a tech guy, that I always tell people is besides... Be careful with scams. Watch your phishing emails. Make sure you're not clicking wrong things. Also, make sure you're patching. You have to patch. Okay? You have to patch your software, firmware, whatever. You want to keep it up to date because flaws get found. Sometimes, flaws get found by mistake. Zoom, the big you know, face-to-face video conferencing software people, are having a hell of a week. Okay? It, a flaw was found. That is allowing Zoom, there's something in Zoom that is harvesting Windows credentials. So we find ourselves going, we got this great technology that's helping us with meetings and working from home, etc., etc. 
But then, thanks to security agencies that look for this stuff, flaws. A flaw was found that's affecting user credentials in Windows. So I wanted to put that out there so you're aware of it. Okay, and if you find, you know, another way to find me on Facebook is uh, is look up my look up my computer page, Delaware Valley Tech Rescue. Um, you know, and that that's where we, you know, I push out stories so people can read more detail into this, and you can be uh, you can, knowledge. Knowledge is power, right? And so that's where you can get the knowledge, so you know exactly what's going on. It's too it's too, too elaborate to really talk about here. You know, I want to. I, I I like to use the one last thing platform as a way to just say to you, this is happening. If you use this software, you need to really look into this and make sure that you're protected. You know, a night, and it's also a good time to think about: Do I have good protection? Antivirus, spyware, stuff like that. Do I have it? If I don't, I should get it. What should I get? You know, these are some things that you need to make sure. And when a flaw comes out, that's that's when someone finds this kind of flaw. Okay. It's a really good reminder. Unfortunately, it's a terrible time to be reminded. But at least you get reminded, hey, do I have proper protection on the computer? And so you want to check those things. So, um, okay, so that kind of brings the show uh, to the end. I appreciate everybody listening to the pro- program this week. I am. Uh, we, we really wish that everybody is staying safe. Also, I usually sign off saying pick up three pieces of trash if you're out and about. I just want to put a um, uh, a quick thing about that out there. I want you to be careful, though. I want you to use your discretion to be careful. Okay, we're hearing a lot of things about people. Uh, people are witnessing people, like, coughing or sneezing into tissues and tossing them out the window. You know, and now, of course, if, if you're out in the park and there's a cup on the ground, I mean, I would understand it. You don't know who was sipping on that cup. I mean, there's a lot of factors here. Okay? So, first of all, use your judgment. Okay? And if you are so kind that you're going to do it anyway, please wear gloves. Remember, gloves, masks, wash your hands. Follow the CDC guidelines. But I don't want to, I'm, I'm going to refrain from saying that for a while until things get figured out. So for right now, be kind to one another. We need kindness right now. Be good to each other. Check on people. Keep your families safe so you can come back next week. Thanks for listening, and we're going to catch you next time on The Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Goodbye, all. (laughs) 